0: What's going on, ladies and gents? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and I have a special guest, Stephen Lopez, on the line today. this is an exciting podcast because he is an IFBB Pro Keto Competitor. How are you, man?
1: Oh, yeah. Stephen Lopez in the house. Thank you so much, <laughs> Keto Savage. It's good to meet bodybuilders, it's good to meet fitness enthusiasts, but it's what's even better is when you put that all together and you meet the keto family, you throw that in there and it makes an amazing mix. So yes, I'm Steven Lopez, IFB Pro, uh, stevenlopezfitness.com, and um, I'm married, father of four, one on the way, active duty Coast Guard, so you name it, I've done it um i'm living it and i'm living this keto lifestyle brother so once again thank you for having me on
0: hey man it's it's a pleasure to have you on there, there's very few like high-end performance bodybuilding keto athletes on there so whenever i meet one it's like oh man gotta get him on the show
1: <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right man that's what drew me to you i was like oh man this dude is looking for you got it. he brought in striated glutes man with the <laughs> With the keto, so I was like, "Oh hell yeah, man!" You know what I mean? You get it, you get it. So it's it's always awesome to link up.
0: Shoot, yeah, man, shoot, yeah. Well, so any like, give give the audience some background on you, man. Anybody that doesn't know, like, just kind of what gets you into the space, how long you've been keto, how long you've been bodybuilding.
1: So, um, I so I've been lifting weights. Let's see, going over thirteen years now, and I uh, I got into fitness. Because once again, I'm at duty Coast Guard, so I was an office supervisor. And I had this guy report in. He was 6'4", 240 pounds, man. I mean, I'm talking about just a walking tower. And so I was just always look, I was looking at him. I was like, man, I used to see him training in the gym. And meanwhile, I'm telling you, I'm 5'9", probably a good buck 30, buck 40 at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I told him, I was like, hey, man, you know, t- take me under your wing. Teach me everything you know. And uh, it was that. We, we, we kind of, you know, um, got got into the fitness scene and, and he took me under his wing and I fell in love with it ever since. So I did my first competition after the first year um, I, I was lifting. Actually, my body responded really well. You know how it is. That first year lifting, if you do it correctly, I oh, yeah. um, put on I 20 put pounds. Up- Oh, yeah, and it was all muscle. So I, I think I put on about a good 30 pounds and probably 20 of it muscle. Like I just – my body just responded very, very well. Um, so I did my first show. I did a, a INBA show over in California. It was a military show. Um, I did that place second. That was back in like 2000 – 2000, man, that was a long time ago. I don't even remember when that was. Was it 2006, I think it was, 2006 or seven, somewhere around there. And how old were um, you? uh uh what's that how old were you uh i was uh man i'll be 35 this year so man you're making me do math in my head i, wasn't doing math. <laughs> I was I bring out the calculator uh, i was in my 20 i think I was like 20 24 mm-hmm. 20 yeah around 23 24 somewhere around there i was i started i started late you got these guys that start 16 17 years old man are, are stacked mm-hmm. and i man you guys are you guys are way ahead of the curve so I got into the fitness game late um, but yeah so fast forward to that um, took a break and then um, did you know military duties or whatever stopped competing for a while then I re- then I got back into competing uh, back in 2014 um, I did both the uh, NGA and OCB shows for bodybuilding middleweight mm-hmm. um, got all the way to nationals. And I placed second, um, so I was one spot away from competing for the overall and turn pro with the OCB. Um, but I decided to switch that up and I wanted to become, um, I wanted to compete in the NPC. You know, natural bodybuilding was great, nothing against those organ- uh, federations, but I kind of felt NPC was more of a home for me, especially what I was looking for um, as far as my fitness career and stuff like that. So I went and competed NPC. In 2015 was my first show. I placed 16th place, believe it or not. I got like six call out. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was it was nuts. But um, I got the judges' feedback, got some feedback what was going on, and then I went and did a show um, a few months later back in in um, in Fort Lauderdale, and then I placed second at that show. Qualified me for nationals. Went to nationals back in 2015. I placed fourth. So top two turned pro, and you know I was. Compete against 32 other guys to turn pro. Mm-hmm. And um, that didn't pan out. I got first call out. But I was like, okay, it's cool. So I waited the next year and took my time off. Went back to the North Americans. Took my class. Took first place. Became an IFB pro. And uh, what was so significant about that prep was the last about five to six weeks, um, I was doing keto. And one of the things that I definitely want to highlight on is, believe it or not, um, keto is more popular in the bodybuilding scene than a lot of people um, understand. And the reason why I say that is, if you ask any competitor the last few weeks um, to get those last few pounds of stubborn fat off, I guarantee you they're either going to do one or two things. It's either going to be an all-protein diet, um, where you're just taking in all-protein, or you are going to be doing a ketogenic type diet it's going to be low carb so mm-hmm. it's either going to be a ketogenic style diet where you have high fats you know low protein or moderate protein low carbs or you're going to do an all protein diet so that's why um, and, and they just don't know it. They don't understand what a ketogenic diet is. So they might be following a ketogenic diet, and and uh, and they just don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? But for me, um, I did that, and I tribute my me turning pro was definitely with the assistance of the ketogenic diet. Um, helped me shed those last few pounds off. Helped me attain that level of conditioning. As you know, you being a bodybuilder, bringing those striated glutes on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a whole level of conditioning to compete. Um, so that's kind of what I did in 2016. After I competed, I took a break. Um, I didn't follow any diet, so to speak. I kind of just ate what I wanted. Um, I followed that for about a good, what was it, 2006, about a good year, about a good year and a half or so. Um, I started back on the ketogenic diet back at the end of November of last year. And I've been on the ketogenic diet ever since. So that's kind of my, my background behind it right now. It's,
0: uh, it's interesting, man. <clears throat> A lot of people, you know, especially the competitors, like you were saying, they they wind up kind of doing keto by default, um, but they don't have a clue at what they're doing. All, all, they're, all they know is like low, low carb, like no carb. Yep. Um, and, <laughs> yep. and more often than not, I think they, they gravitate towards the higher protein, but when they're doing that, man, they're walking around like zombies because basically they don't have any carbs, they don't have any fats, and when they're just doing the high protein, it's basically inefficiently gluconeogenesis all the way for five weeks, and just that's what causes them to eat up a lot of their muscle there towards the end.
1: Oh, yeah. I I mean, trust me when I tell you, uh, (laughs) I've done that before. I've done that to compete in a show before. And uh, um, it's tough. Like, you know, it is it is, you know, because protein is a natural diuretic as well. Um, And then it's like they're they're basically once again. So you're taking the carbs away. And then you're taking the fats on top of that. So their hormones are going all over the place. Mm -hmm. I remember just doing that. And I was just like, man, I mean, it worked. It it works. Don't get me wrong. But that's like, that's an extreme form of dieting. Um, Lyle McDonald, um, famous for his, uh, I got his book, his 400 page ketogenic diet book. Um, But he also has a guide. I don't know if you heard of it. It's called the stubborn fat loss guide. Mm hmm and uh, and he talks about that it's uh, a protein, modifi- protein, uh, protein modified protein modified fast. fast yeah and uh, and I followed that before and like I said it works but man it is yeah you end up you still end up tapping into your muscles um, just to kind of chase that conditioning and the reason what happened with me is I fell behind the curve. You know what I mean? Like I didn't give myself enough time to prepare for a show. So as you start getting closer to a show and you notice you're not ready, um, you start going to the more extreme uh, measures to try to get to that that level of conditioning that you need on the on the stage. So,
0: yeah, it's uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge advocate for giving yourself more time than not enough time.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. M- nobody
0: wants to die for five, six months. That it makes it that much longer.
1: oh yeah man everything is everything you read nowadays or you talk to people everything is like oh i'm gonna prep for 12 or 16 weeks i'm like because i remember talking to those guys and you see it a lot especially in the in the in the natty bodybuilding scene is um those guys will do 26 30 week preps i'm Mm -hmm. sure you're 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 used to that because like i said going you know as you know being a competitor that when you compete you're gonna have weeks where you hit a plateau. Um, you're gonna have weeks where you might be going backwards, so you got to give yourself enough time to kind of play with it, to adjust and and do these things instead of you know trying to starve yourself or or, or freaking do three hours of cardio a day um, because you can't get those last few pounds off because you didn't give yourself enough time to prepare um, to be on that level of conditioning that you need to get on the stage.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. My my first show, I was uh, I didn't know a, a clue. I didn't have a clue, man. My first show was like a total flop i mean i did really well i got really lean but i did everything wrong um so like i saw a picture on the internet of lee priest who was one of my favorite bodybuilders at the time and there was like a picture of him in the offseason and then a picture of him 12 weeks later just dialed in i'm like okay 12 <laughs> weeks that's what i need to do that makes sense yep. <laughs> um, so that's what i did and i lost like 70 pounds in those 12 weeks but i lost so much muscle man i just like i was like literally dead that last month
1: yeah oh, it is. I'm telling you, it's it's crazy. You you end up, um, and like I said, especially if you're doing it naturally. Now, if you're doing performance enhancers and all that other stuff, which I stay away from, um, I don't like to dabble into that stuff. So, um, you know, to each his own. I don't judge anybody. But especially if you're trying to do it naturally to reach, you know, four or five percent or lower of body fat time you have to get time on your side because it's going to be a slow 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 process because once you get to those last few stubborn pounds um it takes it, it takes a little bit of uh, a lot it, not a little bit it takes a lot more science um to figure out exactly what it is that you have to do to really make it work so
0: i agree completely i mean it's, it's definitely a science the whole art of competition prepping i mean in changing your body's composition like that you know in the grand scheme of things you know, four or five, six months is not a long amount of time. Um, but to be able to change your body so drastically in that time, it's, it's pretty it's pretty cool.
1: Oh, yeah, it definitely is. And to see those daily changes, I think that's what, you know, kind of kept me motivated um, and seeing all those things. And it was, like I said, it was uh, it's an amazing thing, you know, when you set a goal for yourself um, to try to accomplish that goal. And to say, cause that was my, that was my goal. I didn't work with no coaches. I didn't work with no trainers. Um, I did it all on my own. I do all my own stuff. And that was my goal was like, I want to turn pro. And I think when I competed in 2015 and I got so close, that just kind of gave me that extra motivation. Like, okay, the judges like what they see. And I just got to come back, um, tighter and, and, and better. And that's what I focused on. I focused on on getting better but that was my goal was like I want to turn pro myself and now that I am a pro um, pro stage is a whole nother level that I mean these pros are golly it's amazing just amazing seeing how these guys are looking mm-hmm. and everyone shows up conditioning you know how that goes it's like everyone shows up hungry everyone shows up motivated everyone shows up like everyone has done the same thing you can't say oh well i did this no everyone is doing it you know what i mean like everyone is showing up ready to win that show and for me that's you know everyone's always asking when are you gonna step on stage again i'm like i i gotta be ready you know how it is you you gotta you can't have outside um distractions you got to be all – it really has to be all in. And I'm a realist. If I know things are coming up in the next month or so, I'm not going to set myself up to say, okay, I want to be all in prep. But then I know I'm going to have all these things that stress me out that I can't de- de- devote 100% to my prep. So I-, I tell people the stage isn't going anywhere. You know, you got people killing themselves, killing their relationships, killing so much that, you know, around them that just because they're trying to chase things um, on stage. And it's it's unfortunate to, to kind of see that. But
0: it's, it, especially as a natural competitor, man, like you have to have a little bit more time in the offseason to be able to because you're taking more time to prep. Which means you're not going to have a caloric surplus long to build that muscle, and you want to look better each time you step on stage. So if you're competing every year, there's not really going to be much change year to year.
1: Exactly, and I'm glad you said that, man. You got, wow, I'm I'm so glad you said that because you got people that will try to do four or five shows, and then oh, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna bulk or whatever they want to call it nowadays, but they want to take uh you know I'm gonna take six weeks off. I was like, "What are you gonna do in six weeks?" And then you're gonna kill yourself because you're gonna be competing for your contest season is gonna be what six months, mm-hmm. and then you give yourself what two months in the off season to really try to do to 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 get better. And and that's why I don't get if you're constantly doing shows. And that's my my that this is gonna be my free advice to competitors. If you're constantly doing shows, and you're constantly getting third and fourth call-outs, it's time to go back. It's, it's not the shows you're doing. It's not the judges you're in front of. It's time to go back to the drawing board and get better. You know yeah. what I mean? Like people think, oh, I'm going to go do a show on the West Coast. Okay, well, try that out because, yes, West Coast and East Coast shows are different. But if you're getting fourth call-outs in the West Coast and then you come to the East Coast and you're getting third call outs, you're it you're still not at that level yet go back and get better and that's why for me it's like when i step on stage it's, it's to make a it's to make noise it's, it's to really like make a point it's to really show what i got and until then i'm not in a rush i'm just working on getting better so
0: yeah 100 percent, man i mean it's you got to have a long game approach to it and i mean like my last show was was last uh this time last year april um, and I don't plan on stepping on stage again until 2020, but when I step on stage in 2020, it's going to be lights out because I've had the time to build a much better physique.
1: Exactly, man. That's And that's what it's all about. So, um, and then like I said, for the meantime, um, that's why I loved about like being, you know, hopping back on keto now. And it's like, it's so much different. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, uh, for me, it's, it's a diet. I mean, I wouldn't even say diet anymore. I started off as a diet. It's more of a lifestyle now. Because you get to the point where it's like, it's the norm. Mm-hmm. It's not that like, oh, I got to go and, and and I feel like uh, I got to you know i'm only eating this or or i can't eat this so i can't eat that like that's i don't that's not even in my thought process like i don't think about that it's like it's the norm for me to only eat fats it's the norm for me to only eat protein it's the norm for me to only you know stick to low carbs under 50 grams of carbs a day like that's a norm for me and because the reason why is because i made it into a lifestyle but the ketogenic diet allows me so much flexibility where i can stay lean you know what i mean like i can stay lean and, and not kill myself um being on the cardio machine for, for hours at a time or starving myself you know those are the two biggest things and and I know you can relate it's like um back before when I wasn't on keto it was like I was either doing a bunch of cardio or I was I was starving myself like I wasn't eating a lot you know what I mean to try to stay lean to try to maintain that and um and I think with the ketogenic diet I I, it's it's so much different for me this time around that I don't see there's no reason for me to go back like there 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 really isn't.
0: I agree, man. I mean, I I um, I liked that it was so incredibly hard for me previously with carbs because it 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 built my mental fortitude up and it strengthened me in that regard. But as far as like the best way to approach competition prep and and lifestyle around nutrition, I mean, it's just it's just not optimal, and I feel way better now with keto, and it makes it makes the sport of bodybuilding much more sustainable, much more healthy, and much more fun.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, you're and you're absolutely right. And that's what, um, like I said, it, it's people, you know, people go into whatever fitness lifestyle they choose. Um, and like I said, there's, there's hundreds, hundreds of diets out there, um, that people can follow. And I tell people all the time, I might follow keto. Um, I might be a keto advocate. I might give you, I will give you all the benefits, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'm not going to force it down your throat. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say the ketogenic diet is the only diet, um, that's going to work or that's going to be the most beneficial. I I won't tell that. I, I won't say that to anybody. The reason why that is, is I like to give I will, give someone, I will give someone, you know, if the time of day, if they want to talk to me and they want to say, hey, what? Wh- why do you do keto? Okay, so why um, don't you follow this diet or why don't you follow this diet? I will sit down and have a conversation to them and break it down for them. Like this is what you're going to get with this. This is what you're going to get with that. And I will give them the information and they can make an informed choice of whatever they can adhere to, whatever they can follow and sustain it. That's that's the route they need to go. And unfortunately with a carb-based diet, they're going to be tracking calories and going super low calories, and people don't understand that like the body adapts to what you put into it. Mm-hmm. So if you're only eating so if you set yourself You know what? I'm going to eat 1500 calories a day. I got 20 pounds to lose (laughs) and I'm going to eat 50. That's my starting point. 1500 calories. Holy Jesus. Like really? Like Okay. It's going to work. Don't get me wrong. You might lose five pounds, six pounds, seven pounds. And then what's going to happen is the next two weeks you're going to stay stagnant. So what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to do more cardio. And how much are you doing now? Oh, I'm doing 30 minutes a day. I'm I'm gonna do an hour now. So you're doing an hour cardio a day, plus you're only eating 1,500 calories a day. It, it's it's just it amazes me, um, just how how much people just go to the extremes to 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 find a healthy way to lose to lose fat. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it, it. It it amazes me. It's it's just crazy how misinformed people are nowadays.
0: I agree, man, and, and it. I don't know, like I don't know what your strategy is, with your prep protocol. Um, we we can definitely dive into that. But like for me, I'll make I'll make adjustments every single week on my macros, but it won't be more than about five or ten grams. Like I never do like a six hundred calorie drop just out of thin air.
1: Exactly, and that's and that's the key for me now. Is like so people always asking, do you count calories or do you track your macros? Right now, I don't, um, because i'm at a i'm 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 at a point now where i progress each week like the mirror is my guide i'll step on a scale once a week i look at the mirror and that's how i'm tracking my progress you know um if i ever compete or when i do compete again i want to say if i ever but when i do compete again um yes there will be a time where i will um be tracking my macros because to reach so there's a difference like being nine eight nine percent lean is way different as you know than trying to get down to four percent lean Mm
0: -hmm. you know
1: what i'm saying like it takes a whole nother level so i think for me the way i would attack my prep is i would probably just keep doing what i'm doing now um and probably just because i don't do cardio now i might do five ten minutes here and there um so i might be more um I might add cardio in, like, more of a daily routine. So instead of it being, like, once or twice a week at 10, 15 minutes, maybe I'll do it um, every day post-workout for five minutes. Then I'll increase it to 10 minutes. And then I'll increase it to 15 minutes. You know, most people go into a prep doing cardio for for hours. The mm. first, like, week uh, week two, fasted cardio. I'm doing an hour. What? what? Like, what? I don't know. Like I said, everyone has different ways to approach things. I get it. Um, You know, like the saying goes, there's many ways to skin a cat. Um, But I'm a huge believer that um, cardio should be used as a tool towards the end once you get to that plateau, because everyone's going to hit a plateau. You're not going to consistently drop pounds of fat week to week, especially as you start getting to the single digits body fat.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Shoot, I don't think I even introduced cardio until like the last month of my prep and it was just like I never did anything but Stairmaster master either. If it's just Stairmaster, I just gradually increased that intensity level or that, that time. But yeah, yeah, cardio I mean, if you do it right, nutrition alone is gonna be where the bulk of your progress is made.
1: Exactly. No, you're 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 absolutely right. And um that's and like I said, that's what people kinda so that's why you get these competitors. How long have you been dieting for? You know, so 16 weeks and, and they, they look terrible. They literally look like they're, you know, they've been dieting for 12 weeks, but they look like they're 12 weeks out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's just terrible, and you oh, bro, actually, they're
0: just holding water. It's all good. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, hey, let me see what your peak week protocol is to, <laughs> to, to see to see if I can drop this extra twenty pounds of of, uh, of 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 water that I have. It's like no, that's fat, brother. Like that's not that's not water, and it, it's just like I said in the minds of competitors, and the, and and I blame, um, I blame. I don't know. I blame the individual for them not doing their own research and knowing exactly how it, what the science is and actually how the body works. Mm-hmm. But I also blame these horrible coaches, man. Everyone's a coach nowadays. Everyone thinks they know what the hell they're doing, and they, they ruin these people's metabolism. I've, I've heard countless horror stories of people's metabolism just being destroyed by these so-called coaches. It's it's like it amazes me Um how much faith these people have in these, in, in these individuals. And yeah, because they did, because they're an IFBB pro or because they're a pro in another federation or because they got a certain amount of followers or it, it just, it amazes me um, how people validate them. You know what I mean? Like, what 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 are your credentials? Like, what's your what's your history behind it? What have you done? And it, it's just it's crazy to think that these people are just they're killing these competitors, man. They it is it, they're killing their metabolism, and it takes so long to rebound from those things. And that's why as soon as they're done with the show, they don't even reverse diet. They eat their brains out. Next thing you know, it they gained all their weight plus another 10, 15 pounds. Uh, and they can't get it off, and they're all swollen and everything because their coaches killed them. Yeah, up to the
0: I, I agree, man. It's 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 really it's really sad if you if you think about it, because like people put so much work into their prep, um, and they they just give it their all. And then like I've seen I've seen meal plan. I've had people come to me asking advice, and they'll send me you know what what their coaches have printed out for them. And it's like like chicken, rice, and asparagus. Every single day for the next six months. And it's the, the sad thing is that's the same plan, the same PDF. They're giving tw- 20 other clients. Oh, yeah. No individualization, yep. no customization. And people are following that to a T. And it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, the competitor is probably being more ignorant than they should be because they should know that's not going to work. Uh, but at the same time, for the coach, you know, they're just taking the money and running. And it's just, I don't know, it's unfortunate that people are like them.
1: It is. It, it is. And that's the thing is that, especially in today's society is that you got people that don't care. They just see a dollar sign behind it. And it's literally just like, you know what? Uh, I'm here to make money. I'm going to try to get as many people as possible. I'm going to create a baseline, um, whatever meal plan or whatever. And I'm going to send that to everybody. This is what you're going to follow. And then contact me if you have any questions. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I've I started like, you know, helping out people online coaching and stuff like that and for me and I tell them I don't have a bunch of people. I might have a handful of people to be honest with you. But I, I the reason why I do that is because I know realistically I can't take on 40, 50 people at a time because I just don't have the time for it between juggling a family, juggling kids, juggling a military career. um, I just can't devote full time to that. You know what I mean? And I know that. And I tell them straight out, like, you know, I take on a few people and I'm selective because um, I know that I'm going to devote all my time to you and I expect you to take what I'm saying to follow it and you devote your time to me. You know what I mean? And that's the way I look at. It. I, I, I feel that if a person spends their hard earned money that they worked hard for and they purchased something from you, um, it should be expected that you should treat that person that their, their hard earned money the same way you would treat your hard earned money like that's just the way i've been brought up that's my morals that's my beliefs um but i really feel that you they're investing in you so the 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 least thing you can do literally is like give them what they bought you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. give them their time give them whatever be there for them you know what i'm saying like that's what it should be you are there to assist them and they purchase something from you, whatever it's a meal or whatever, it's a workout plan, whether it's online coaching, that's the way it should be. And unfortunately you don't have people that, that feel the same way. It's just, it's just a money scheme. They just want to make, make money. And it blows my mind. Like, how can you do that to individuals? Like I've talked to a girl in the gym and she was talking about, um, how, she hired a contest prep coach and, and I refuse to do a contest prep. Like I will, I refuse to contest prep anybody because I know what's involved and I just don't have that time to dedicate to someone to take them through a whole prep. I've always said that, but, um, but i I spoke to her and she was like, you know, I hired this coach, paid him $2,500 and nowhere to be found. Um, didn't, you know, doesn't answer emails, doesn't answer phone calls. Um, doesn't respond back and like just totally took my money and ran, and I'm just like, just how can you be okay with yourself doing that to somebody? That's what I don't understand. I don't know. I guess it's just yeah, it's that one percent that I actually care about people out there. But um,
0: no, I, I agree, man. Like I, I, I'm a coach. I love coaching. I love my clients. But one one way that I've kind of safeguarded my myself to just kind of like check myself basically is is I am in daily communication with my clients. Like if they shoot me a message, I get back to them within 24 hours. And that's for every single one of my clients. Like if they shoot me a message, I'm back within 24 hours. And every single day, I block out time and I answer every single message. And I think if I get to a point where I can't do that, then I need to tap the brakes and and go back to that because you know I want to give them my all because they deserve it. Um, And it's it's sad for me because, like you said, there's some coaches, they'll take the money and they'll – you know, maybe doing a weekly email at best and that's it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, I mean, it, it, it really is crazy, but, um, that's why I think, um, that's why I think when you meet individuals, you know, such as yourself that actually care to help out people. And that's why I loved about the Keto community, to be honest with you. Like, um, obviously you can always, um, spot out you know spot the fakes and all that other stuff but for the most part um the keto influencers that are really trying to make a difference um it's amazing how we can all just come together um as a community as a keto family and just to try to raise as much awareness as possible and that's why um i'm trying to bring as much light as i can to the different forms of keto You know what I mean? Whether it's cyclical, whether it's standard, or whether whether it's targeted. Um, One thing I noticed is that you don't hear a lot about targeted keto. You don't hear about a lot of people following targeted keto. And I felt that that was um, a hole there. You know what I mean? Like, um, you get a lot of people that start regular keto, and, um, they're, you know, they're gym, gym, gym rats, you know what I mean? Or weightlifters or they're into, you know, uh CrossFit or they're into, um, endurance running or whatever they're into. Um, they're just high performing athletes. Um, But they start keto, but then the first thing they notice is maybe their strength kind of goes down or their performance isn't the same. Um, The kind of things that you get towards the beginning of keto um, that some people come across. There's some individuals that don't come across that. They can follow a standard ketogenic diet and have no issues at all. Um, But that's what makes it um, different is because everyone is different. So there's a lot of individuals I talk to that they're like – you know, I, I gave keto a try, but it's just my my gym performance went down, or I, I can't I can't maintain focus like I was before when I was on a carb based diet. Um, and then that's when I was like, okay, let me, there has to be something. And that's when I came across um, the ketogenic diet book by Lyle McDonald. There's literally 400 pages, and and I and I went through it page by page, reading it exactly. And he breaks it down. Um, it, it's amazing, just. He goes to the scientific, you know, the scientific um, approaches to to how targeted keto works and how cyclical keto works and how standard keto works. And I was like, if you think about it, you know, if you're using 15, let's just say 15, 20 grams of carbs pre-workout. Well, as you know, working out makes you more insulin sensitive. Mm-hmm. So. Even if okay, you are good. So I'm, I take dextrose pre-workout. So yes, I'm, I'm spiking insulin. We got that. That's the elephant in the room. Yes. Oh, no, I spiked insulin. Yes. So, um, I do that. Yes, pre-workout. However, by the time that I'm done. My glucose, my, my blood glucose is not through the roof where I'm still producing insulin. No, I guarantee my levels are, are, are low and I'm done. There's no more insulin and I'm good. Like, I, I, I'm going to get right back into ketosis as soon as my workout is done. You know what I mean? Like, that's for me, that's what I feel about targeted keto. Now, if I want to add in leucine towards the end of my workout to stimulate muscle protein synthesis, then yes, I might also get a slight insulin response. However, however, Use that to your advantage. People always ask me, what do you like to, you know, what do you like to eat post-workout? Well, obviously, if I'm going to take leucine and I'm going to have any type of insulin response, I don't want to eat a, high, uh, a fat meal. You know what I mean? Like, I want to take straight protein. That's what I want. If I'm, if I'm already stimulate muscle protein synthesis with leucine, then I want to take a straight protein source. So what I've been kind of playing with now, um, been kind of testing with myself is I'll just drink like a scoop of protein. After I'm done, like that's it. Just a scoop of protein as soon as I'm done, and then maybe like an hour and a half to two hours later, I'll eat a meal. You know what I mean? Or whenever I get hungry again after I drink that that protein meal. Um, And that's kind of what I've been been dabbling around lately, and it's working. It's 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 been working for me, but um, that's just the way the body works. I mean, if you're stimulating muscle protein synthesis, then why not get some extra protein in there? to build that new muscle you know what i mean so
0: that's, that's the cool thing about it man like everybody's got a different uh you know, different approach different take you know what works well for some might, might not be the best for others but being open-minded enough to try those things and experiment because like like you said everybody's body is different um so people get so locked into one way of thinking and they just pigeonhole themselves and they're not open-minded i think being open-minded towards different you know approaches and just self-experimentation n equals one studies i mean that's That's powerful right there.
1: It 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 really is. It really is. So for you, do you follow kind of just like a standard ketogenic diet now? Do you more like a cyclical or targeted? What kind of uh, keto do you start now?
0: So my introduction to keto was with the carb backloading, like John Kiefer's carb backloading. Yep. Um, I didn't even know what keto was at the time. I was just doing that, and then man, I would I would crash the carbs at night. Man, I went to the extremes with it. I would I would make a whole tray of brownies and cover that thing in syrup, and it was it was all good. Um, But then I started to notice. Well, first of all, I just felt bad for eating those foods. Like I didn't really have much fat gain because kind of the way the protocol works. But it's like I just don't feel right eating this, you know, crap. Um, So I pretty much phased that out and was doing carb backloading without the carbs, basically. Um, and I noticed I felt great, and that was kind of how I, you know, eased into keto, not even knowing what it was. Um And then I just pretty much stayed strict keto ever since. And I've noticed for me that like a, a lot of the people's arguments against strict keto, that those are all true and apply, and they applied to me for like the first year or two or two of strict keto. But then I've been strict keto for four years now, Um and I think being adapted for that long has really let my body adapt into like a like i'm i'm i made this course with keto connect it's called deeper state keto that's what what i describe it as it's like a deeper state of ketosis like i'm able to just optimize how i feel and perform with you know strict ketogenic macros like i don't introduce you know any kind of carbs or or anything really
1: yeah no that's uh That's, and, and like, and, and yeah, I, I definitely agree. And like I said before is that it's amazing how everyone can follow different ways of, uh, of the way the ketogenic diet works. And, um, it's just, once you get your body fat adapted, um, you can bounce in and out of ketosis. You can bounce in and out of, of that, like I said, that ketosis state, um, and, and, it's just amazing how the body works. And it's just, you just have to learn how your individual body works, what works for you. Um, and then realize, okay, let me try this or let me try that. Or this worked for me. This didn't work for me. I didn't like this. I didn't like that. Um, so yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, that whatever form of the ketogenic diet you want to follow. Um, the best one that's going to work is the one that you can adhere to. I tell everybody that just follow whatever you're going to be able to make into a lifestyle um, for the longevity of it. Because there's so many benefits of the ketogenic diet. Um, I mean, you talk to so many people and hear their stories, and you know, you hear people surviving brain cancer. I mean, it's just amazing how the ketogenic diet is so is such a powerful tool. To combat so many different things, inflammation, uh, diseases, um, just the carb, the the carb crashes, the up and down mood swings, up and down energy levels, um, the mental, you get the mental clarity. There's just so many different benefits of the ketogenic diet that um, I think society as a whole they think it's a fad diet. I mm-hmm. think that's what. It thinks now it's just gonna ke- it's a keto craze it'll it'll fu- it'll, it'll drop by you know i mean it'll go away soon everyone's just in this keto craze it's a keto craze i mean it's great that it's getting high visibility um but it's a double-edged sword because everyone thinks it's a fad diet now and that it's going to be going away soon and it's not it's I, only gonna getting be better
0: yeah i agree man i mean there might be a little dip in like the google trends yada 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 but i, I just look at you know how i feel and perform now as a result of the diet and it's like that can't be attributed to some kind of like fad like that that has to stick because it's true and it's it's legitimate you know
1: exactly no i definitely i definitely agree
0: what about um so so talk to me about like the 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 target kids you've been doing have you like noticed like what do you what metrics are you tracking i'm curious to see kind of like from a you know muscle building standpoint because you're you're in a full-blown off season right now like you're just you know in the off season you don't have a a another show lined up yet do you
1: yeah no no no. i don't have another show lined up yet um i'm thinking about maybe in the fall um or it probably won't be till next year so i have uh my wife and i were expecting um so i have my son is supposed to be born june 16th that'll be number five and then um i'm we're moving to charleston south carolina with the coast guard um so that'll be happening in june as well so there's a lot of things coming up in the near future that I just I, I wouldn't be able to get into um, the mindset of a prep to get on stage. So if it all works out, maybe towards the end of the fall or probably early next year is when I plan to probably get back on stage again.
0: Mindset of the prep, man. I'm I'm all about mindset. So talk to me about that. What what does mindset of the prep look like for you?
1: So mindset is um, to be honest with you, it's one of those things that um, it starts to really um, sink in towards the end of prep. When you've been following a certain type of prep for, you know, the last two months and you're coming up on month three, by that point, you're already tired. Um, you're already mentally drained. Um, your body is not responding like it should, because by that point, you're probably down into the way, single digits. Um, the level where the body's usually not 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 used to so to speak um so it's just one of those things that you know you're trying to train 6 to 5 6 days a week um so you're trying to get into that mindset of um why am I doing what I'm doing you know what i mean why why am i putting myself to this um to get back on stage to compete and that's where you got to get into that mindset of you know, find your why I always like to say, what is your reason why? Um, and whether your why is you want to win the show, you either want to turn pro, you want to win a pro show. Um, whatever that why is, that's when it kicks into that mindset of, let me keep going. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. Um, for me, that's, that's, that's where it's at. And like I said, originally that, You got to be real with yourself and you can't have those outside distractions. Obviously, there's some things you can't plan for that might arise. Um, But if you're in that mindset of you're motivated and you're goal driven, that's where those outside distractions aren't going to affect you. If you didn't see them coming, you know what I mean? Like if you're just doing it and say a family member passes away or, you know, God forbid, or, or something happens, you know, your car catches a flat. And on top of that, um, you're it's just whatever things happen in life. Um, as long as you're in that mindset of I'm not going to let anything stop me. That's the mindset you got to get into, especially as a competitor, especially as someone that wants to step on stage. Um, for me, what kept me going is. I always thought about someone that's working harder than me. That was what that's what that's what really kept me going. Is like there's not there, no I can't. There's there's somebody right now that's like saying, oh, I, you know what I mean. I don't want to. I'm saying I don't want to do cardio, but there's someone right now that's saying, oh, I love cardio. I'm gonna go do 30 minutes right now, and they're doing the same thing I am. I'm like, no, nobody's gonna outwork me, and that's what kind of kept me going. Is I, I was like, there's somebody out there that's that's more motivated than me right now and that's what just lit a fire under my butt and just made me work harder and harder each day
0: it's kind of crazy man like i talked to a lot of competitors and i think we're all cut not all of us um but a lot of us are cut from a similar cloth because i would argue you know like nobody's gonna work harder than me you're saying the same thing they're all saying the same thing which is cool because it just pushes you that much harder
1: oh yeah especially because at the end of the day it's human nature we're all competitive if you if you step on stage you are competitive yeah it's point blank, blank you know nobody steps on stage to be. there's very few people that step on stage just to get a trophy just say it's something on their bucket list but for the most part majority of the people who step on stage they want to win who wants to step on stage who wants to prep for 12 16 weeks and freaking and then just to Say, hey, I did it. There's very few people that want to do that. Anybody who puts their body through that, who puts themselves through that, it's because they want to win. So at the end of the day, it is you got to motivate yourself and say, no, you're competitive. Um, it's human nature to be competitive, and and you just want to win. So that's what kept me motivated. It's like, no, I'm not losing. I'm not giving up. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. And it's um it's amazing. It, it's just, like I said, watching the body transform. Um, and like I said, it's different, you know, getting, being seven, 8% body fat, nine, seven to nine year round is fine. But trying to get to, like I said, three, 4%, 5%, it takes a whole nother level of dedication to really, really get that low. Yeah, like it totally. Really does.
0: I mean, like right now I'm 11% and I could totally, you know, <laughs> instinctively change my macros basically and get down to you know seven eight percent no problem, but to get down to like the three or four percent that I compete at, I mean that's like a four or five month process in my mind and it's just i mean I have to put myself in a totally another place of being and it I don't know I love it though I love it
1: oh yeah it's it's definitely a challenge so here's the thing, like you know people um you know, as you know, we could if we wanted to. I could. We same thing. You know, I can get down to, to way more single digits than I am now, and uh, I can get there pretty quickly. But that's the name of the game is is to keep as much muscle as possible and to burn as much fat as you can. That's the name of the game. As soon as you start rushing things, and as soon as, you, as soon as you start going towards the more extremes forms of dieting, like the protein modified, you know, protein you know what the hell I'm saying that (laughs) (laughs) he's sparing modified fast there we go uh um once you start going into those routes like I said it'll work but then you'll start tapping into your muscles so it's like you just spent how long in your off season to put on the muscle now you want to eat through it
0: Mm -hmm. like
1: you know what I mean that's why um you just gotta it's you gotta be patient with the process
0: that's honestly man like one of the main benefits of using keto for a prep especially as a natural athlete like the ketone production, like for me, kind of like a really high level view of my protocol is I left my fat ratio really high and I manipulated my protein down because, you know, when I'm prepping for a show, my my primary focus shifts from building muscle to maintaining muscle and burning fat. So I wasn't really worried about building muscle. So I'm, I manipulated my protein down and just had a higher fat ratio. So that in turn ramps up ketone production, which was muscle sparing. I didn't lose yep. hardly any muscle. I was hitting PRs right before the contest my girlfriend is one week out from her show like she's competing next saturday and right now i've got her protein believe it or not down to 30 grams a day but we've tested her composition the entire way through and she has the same amount of muscle now as she did on day one
1: now that's amazing where the Andy? i'm sure i'm assuming you just have her fat super high then
0: yeah her fat ratio is like above 80 percent right now
1: Oh, yeah. that's It's amazing what the power of fats can do. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yes, people don't understand that. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to be – I can't have carbs. Oh, I'm going to be freaking burning muscle. I was like, uh, that's not the way the body works. That's, yep. there, there's something called ketones that the body produces. You know what I mean? And that's what people don't – people don't understand. It's like the reason why – Um, you start tapping into muscle is because your body's so used to burning glucose. Mm -hmm. So of course, when you don't have glucose coming in, where do you think it's going to break it down from? Your IE muscles. That's where it's going to start tapping into. That's what it's going to start converting it. That's when it's going to be like, okay, well, I need glucose from somewhere because I'm not used to burning fats. I'm just only used to burning glucose. So now it's like people don't understand the brain alone can take up to 100 grams of glucose. Just the brain. Yep. You know what I mean? Until you start getting it adapted to using ketones, it starts it, – it's, it's – the dependability on uh, glucose goes way down and then it starts using ketones as well. And that's what people don't understand is like it's – you will never reap the full benefits of the ketogenic diet until you start producing ketones that's when you'll start that's like i tell tell people the magic the magic happens you know what i mean like that's when it really um uh, uh the 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 benefits of the ketogenic diet happens when you consistently are producing ketones that's that's really really where it's at and yeah i i love everything about it but that's like i said everything is so especially in the fitness and the bodybuilding scene it's uh, it's like the bro code the bro science from back in the day where yeah,
0: it's it's comical like, man
1: yeah it's like oh my god i got to have at least 2 grams of protein per pound of body weight it's not even it's not even pound of lean body mass it's it's 2 grams for a pound of body <laughs> weight <laughs> and i'm just like in low fats and a bunch of carbs and i'm just like holy moly man it's like times have changed and it's just people Um, don't want to take the time out to, to really research anything. So then they go follow these idiots that are preaching these dumb things nowadays and people follow them because they think, Oh yeah, what he says is the truth because some guy is freaking ripped with abs and he's saying this works. Mm -hmm. and they don't research the science behind it to figure okay research what is he saying you know what i mean like research okay what 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 is he saying all right let me go look that up let me see if i can find some studies let me see this let me see that and and people won't do that nowadays people will just take their word for it because of how they look or because of how many subscribers or followers they have like that automatically validates them
0: yeah
1: it's amazing
0: that's what that's why i'm so excited about like I don't know that there's a there's not many of us, but the few like bodybuilders that are keto that are spreading the word in the bodybuilding communities. I don't know. I feel like we can truly make a difference because you know I've done it myself and I've seen others do it. They just totally throw their health away, prepping for these shows using the bro science methods, and it's just like you know it's not necessary. And so the more that we can kind of like enlighten them, the better. But it's just I don't know for whatever reason the bodybuilding community is the the slowest to, to grasp hold of what keto is and what the potential is what what do you think needs to happen for it to kind of break through
1: to them so i'll be honest with you um i think to really break through is more people just need to figure out what they're doing and stop leaving their and leaving it into someone else's hands you mm-hmm. know what i mean like if more people did research and it's amazing because it's your body. It's your body. It's your life. Like you are messing with things that aren't supposed to be messed with and you're just going to trust some random person online to make sure they do everything correctly. Um, I think if more people did research on their own, I think if more people took the time out, the way that they're investing in someone else that they can invest it in themselves, just take a little bit of time out your day and research and look how things work um, I think that'll raise the knowledge base. And then I think once you raise the knowledge base, um, I think more people will be informed. And once more people are informed, once you start mentioning keto and you talk about the ketogenic diet, it's not like, oh my God, no, I'm just going to burn muscle and I'm going to feel like crap. Um, I think it's going to be like they have a better understanding for it. There's people now, there's a, how many people you talk to nowadays, they don't know what keto is. They're like, keto, what is that? What keto? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they, and it, it amazes me. I was like, just do a simple Google search, ketogenic diet. I mean, just read a couple articles, read a couple ba- uh, articles based studies, um, and, and uh, or read you know the articles that are backed by studies, and then read the studies. And it's like there's so much information out there. So I really think to really break through the mold um, in the fitness scene and the bodybuilding scene is people just have to be more self-aware, like, you know what I mean? And instead of just kind of going with the, um, what they hear, you know, nowadays is okay. I heard this. or my friend said this, or this person said this, I think if they did more of actually did their own research, I think that would help out a lot.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, I think one possible flaw in the, the fitness industry, um, is that uh, so, so much of it is based on what's the quickest way to get to a mean, like quickest means to an end. And you know, that, that's why like supplements, for instance, are just, you know, on a whole other level right now. Um, people want to get the muscle the fastest way possible. They want to do everything the fastest way possible. Whereas keto by default is kind of more of a long game, you know, lifestyle approach. So there's, there's that barrier that we got to get through to people, you know, having them look at their health and their life for the long term as opposed to just the short term. Of course, everybody wants to build muscle. Which, which is commendable for sure. I mean, I'm in, I'm in that boat too, but I want to do it the right way and not just sacrifice my health to do so.
1: Exactly. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, and once again, I think um, once you start hearing keto and muscle building in the same sentence, I think that'll um, raise more awareness too because right now all you hear is keto and either burning fat or keto and improving health um that's really what you hear about you normally don't hear about keto and muscle building what
0: what is your your take on that i mean obviously you and i both believe that we can build muscle with keto um, as we've both illustrated but what is your take on building muscle with keto compared to building building muscle with carbs like not not looking at it from a fat loss standpoint or a competition prep but like pure off season you know which is going to be the most optimal for building muscle
1: um to be honest with you, either uh, so here's the thing, you can build so okay, let's go into how, how how do you build muscle? Okay? Um obviously you get into, you know, you you um you get into muscle protein synthesis <coughs> and obviously you need protein. Protein <coughs> is just nine amino acids. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the building blocks of a protein are. Um and then obviously you got to get into Weight weight training, because you have to break down the muscle fibers, and then once you start stimulating muscle protein synthesis, you take you have available protein, um, available amino acids to build up the muscle fibers. That's how you build muscle. So please explain to me where in the mix it says only carbs can do that, or yeah. only carbs can turn on muscle protein synthesis when it's not that yes, carbs will have a direct – directly, yes, will stimulate insulin, insulin response, and all that other stuff, and will turn on muscle protein synthesis. I get that. But when people understand that there's other ways to stimulate muscle protein synthesis, i.e., just two grams of leucine, that's when it's like, oh, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, this this is how it happens. Oh, this is how it works. So I think um, – people aren't eating enough you know what i mean so once you start eating enough um you start understanding exactly how to put on muscle and then you work your ass off in the gym you know what i mean don't be that guy that sits in the damn gym and is just texting on his phone in between sets and and it's like oh i want to put on muscle but you're not busting your ass in the gym yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's what it all boils down to. You have to break down that muscle fiber. You're gonna have to break down um, it, when when you're going through your exercises. You're gonna have to understand that um, progressive overload. So either more volume, or, or or you get stronger and you're doing higher weight. It's like that's what people don't understand. Is like there's different. Once again, there's so many different ways to to, to, to skin a cat. Um, there's not only just one right way to do it. Um, so for me, which, which route you want to take, um, the route, like what, what I will always answer is find whatever route that's going to work for you. But what I will also tell you is you will get to the same muscle building by following either route you want to take. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's how I feel.
0: I agree. I agree. I think, um, it would be hard to, to quantify this. I feel like, you know, with the insulin response you get from carbs, you might be able to put on a little bit more fat muscle faster with carbs, but with that, you're also putting on, you know, more body fat and based on what the science comes out with the whole cancer research and, you know, keto and cancer and everything, you're also more liable to increase cancer cell growth with the carb intake. Um, And this is super high level view, not going into science at all, but I feel like if you do that and you put on more muscle, you put on more fat with carbs and you have to wind up cutting that fat to get lean whereas with keto you just put on a leaner quality muscle maybe a little less muscle but all quality muscle then when you cut down at the end of the day you're not having any less muscle than if you do it with carbs because you're going to wind up tapping in that that muscle you built when you cut down with the carbs that makes sense at all
1: no that makes that is you're you're exactly you're exactly right and um one thing I noticed when I was on a carb-based diet is just, I was, I was always craving carbs. Like I always wanted to eat, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean? Because carbs are addicting. And it was like, I just wanted to, I just wanted to eat carbs. That's all I wanted. I wanted to eat carbs. Um, so I think for me, uh, what I've been, once again, what I've been to kind of toying around with was the whole way targeted keto approach that I've done, but I've also done a little bit of intermittent fasting in there too. Um, maybe not as drastic as like a 16 hour fast. Um, but I might dabble around with like, um, you know, a few hours here and there or, or eight hours or 12 hours, or like, I've been kind of playing around with different things and experimenting on myself to say, to, to see how things work. But, um, I think if you really want to get into, like an explosive fat burning mode. Um, I think the ketogenic diet along with intermittent fasting, I think those are, it's, it's like ketogenic diets, a fast car. And then intermittent fasting is the freaking nitrous or the turbo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just gets you there. It gets you there a little bit quicker and it gets you there faster. Um, but I think those are two pro- proven methods that I think they do. I think they work great. Um, hand in hand. And that's kind of what I've been once again, dabbling around with now and figuring out exactly how my body responds and exactly how my body works. Um, but yeah, so far it's, it's, it's working out great. It's working out really, really great.
0: Fasting is cool, man. Like I've, I've only done one fast. Like I, I've, you know, I do like a fat fast in the morning, but I have not honestly played around with fasting that much. And I keep getting all these questions about fasting. I'm like, well, shoot, in order for me to be a better coach, I need to experiment with this stuff. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna jump in and do a four day fast. So I did a four day fast.
1: Holy moly, yeah, Daddy, you're crazy, man. I've never done it yeah. that. Long.
0: <laughs> but but listen to this, man. <laughs> listen listen to this. So they they always tell you know don't train when you're fasting. If you train, this is gonna be a huge stress on the body. You know, it's not gonna be good. Yada yada yada. So I did my four day fast. It was actually like um, four and a half days because I I went and I I didn't eat till the next day's morning basically. But I trained three of those four days. I did legs the first day, chest the second day, and then the arms the fourth day. I PR'd on lifts every single day.
1: What? That's crazy. Yeah.
0: It it was weird, man. And like from a body weight perspective, I started that at about 182. At the end of the fast, I was at like 175, 176. And I'm like, okay, this is just going to be water weight that I've lost as soon as I drink water. Uh, it's all going to come back or as I drink more water and introduce food again. And it hasn't, man. Like I've stayed leaner and I, I've noticeably lost body fat. Like I, I know my body will to know that I lost a significant amount of body fat during that time, but I was PR on all my lifts. Um, so I, I definitely don't think, you know, extended fast multiple times throughout the month, are going to be optimal for building muscle cause you're at a, a deficit obviously. But, uh, it was pretty interesting to see how the body responded doing that. In a keto adapted state, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was eating carbs.
1: Yeah, it's and and it's it's crazy and and it is and it is crazy. That's why I say I think um, fasting along with the ketogenic diet is definitely um, some 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 really really strong um, tools. So um, that's the, like I said, that's the biggest thing for me is to try to raise awareness on exactly um, how the muscle building process works um, exactly how the body works, exactly how different forms of, of ketogenic diet works and to just try to put as much information out there and let the adults, let the people make the informed decisions on exactly what they want to do. Um, I'm here as a, as a coach, as a guide, as a mentor, um, whatever they need me to be, to be there for them. Um, that's what i'm here for and that's what for me in my mind that's like that's what i spent hours and hours and hours of time doing research and figuring out how all these things work um and also experiment experimented on myself um to say okay you know this is proven to work this is how it works this is like like i said there's if you just look at how once again like even just the targeted keto works um if you look at the science behind it and just how, you know, people are like, oh my God, you're going to take a little bit of carbs. I was like, yeah, but if you're staying under 50 grams for the whole day, um, that 15 to 20 pre pre-workout. And when I tell people when you're working out, once again, you're not just sitting there, you're actually getting a workout in if, because you're not, if this is geared, targeted keto is geared more towards like, the, you know, like I I feel the bodybuilders or the avid lifters, the crossfitters, like really high performing athletes. If you're just like kind of going to the gym two or three days a week and really not doing much, um, then I would say like the regular form of, of ketogenic diet will work. But if you are ready to take it to another level, um, and you're not freaking keto savage who can follow <laughs> the regular <laughs> ketogenic diet and, and freaking go ham. Um, it, it's just majority of the people fall off, um, because they can't keep up that gym performance. Um, being on a regular standard ketogenic diet by working out five or six days a week and really getting intense workouts. Um, but that's what's so amazing about it. It's like the more you talk to different people, um, the more it amazes me how everyone is different and how the ketogenic diet affects everyone individually, but but differently.
0: That's, that's, that's the awesome thing about it, man. Especially like, you know, this community being as strong as it is, everybody kind of bringing their own, you know, views and opinions to the table. You know, I think, I've never wanted to to describe dieting and nutrition or anything in terms of absolutes. I don't think absolutes are good, you know, like everybody's different, everybody's individual. And just simply being open-minded and being willing, uh, you know, just being curious and just to, to try and, you know, see how your body responds to certain things and being open to those experimentations. Even if you lose ground over the course of a month or two as you're doing an experiment, that's knowledge gain that's gonna make you that much better for the next experiment you do. And I don't know, people people are suffering from paralysis analysis with their nutrition and their training. Um, I mean everybody wants to know like the best optimal training routine. When it comes down to the end of the day, you know, kicking butt in the gym and working your ass off is is kicking butt in the gym and working your ass off and it's gonna cause some kind of growth either way.
1: Exactly. And that's and and that's what it is. And um but yeah, no, it's um, it's amazing, and that's that's all we can do. We can just keep keep spreading the good word, and and hopefully more and more will uh, will take heat and, and listen, and, and be like, wow, if they can do it, then I can do it. That's all it is. I'm just trying to be an example. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to say, if I can do it, I'm no different than you. I'm I I live the same lifestyle as you. Uh, I, I I work. I have a family. Um, and I'm just trying to live fitness too. Like I am no different than you. Um, I'm trying to juggle all this. I have off days. I'm no different than you. Like, that's my thing is that I'm no different than nobody else. If I can do it, um, then, then you can do it too. If I can get up at three 30 in the morning to go work out at 4:30, um, then you can do it. You know what I mean? A lot of people, oh, I don't know how you can do this. I don't know how you can balance all these things. Well, I'm telling you that. I sacrifice going to sleep early by waking up early and get my gym time in because for me, it's gym, go to work and come home is family. Like that's how I try to balance each and every day and it's a work in progress, but that's, you know, that's, that's how I'm able to maintain the lifestyle that I'm living. Um, as long as I have air in my lungs and, and, and God willing, that's what I will continue to do.
0: Amen to that, man. I mean, you got your priorities, you got your beliefs, and you you may find a way to make it work. Like one thing I have very little tolerance for is excuses. Like people people want to make excuses about everything and make themselves feel better about why they're not getting something accomplished. But you figure out what you want in life, and then you figure out a way to make it happen. And that's just that's all there is to it.
1: No, you're absolutely right. I'll leave I'll leave it with this, brother. I always tell people <laughs> when you when you're passionate about something you will always make time for it
0: yep i can't see anything better than that man that's, that's where to end it right there <laughs> hit the nail on the head brother um
1: <laughs>
0: where, where can people go to find out more about you man
1: all right brother so um uh once again thanks for having me on the podcast i it was it was uh, i mean shoot it's already going over an hour brother and i feel like we were just shooting the shit for the last hour and just having a good ass conversation so i appreciate you yeah uh, sure. um um, you can find me on Instagram, Stephen Lopez CG. My website is StephenLopezFitness.com um there i have my program information on there too i do have a youtube steven lopez cg but it's only a few videos on there i started it off um then i've been kind of busy so i haven't really made any youtube videos lately but um i do have a couple videos up there talking about why use, why i do targeted keto um and stuff like that so some informed things also about the the stuff that i take um when i do targeted keto so um that's those are my handles that's where you can find more information about me
0: i appreciate it man well it's it's been an honor talking with you like i said the more the more people in this space i can talk with spread the word of keto i mean that's what's all about man
1: yep sounds good brother all right
0: steve well, until next time
1: we'll have to do a follow-up
0: podcast after your next show or something for sure
1: almost uh, definitely i'm always uh i'm always more than i'm more than willing to come back on so thanks for having me
0: awesome man well, until next time brother talk to you soon